0: Hey law firm owners, welcome to the Your Practice Master podcast. We're your hosts, I'm MPS.
1: And I'm Richard James, and today we're going to talk about what we call it, Throwback Thursday, where we're
0: going to go back in time a little bit, Michael. Yeah, Throwback Thursday, going back to some of the old pieces of content that many of you law firm owners probably haven't had the chance to enjoy or listen to yet. But Rich, why don't you tell them a little bit more about that?
1: Yeah, look, I've been doing this for, what, 15-ish years. I've got uh, over 120 pieces of content that I put out there for members way back when or for public consumption, but they've been lost in a black box or the mess of the internet and difficult to find. And so now we're going in and finding evergreen content that are eternal truths about what you should do to maximize the performance in your law firm, build systems that run your law firm, allow people to run your systems, and I'm teaching these what we'll call miniature master classes on how to accomplish this system building excellence and we're going to post those to you whether they're an interview or me talking one-on-one or teaching or doing a screen share whatever it is you might see me with a little younger face maybe a little bit less gray in my beard i might even sound younger smoked a few less cigars but the value information will still be there
0: Yeah, I mean, look, there's value bombs dropped in each of these. They've been highly curated from us to make sure we're getting you the most value possible. And we have one ask around here. We call it the gentleman's agreement. And so we invest our time, money and resources in producing excellent content for you. So if this isn't your first time listening or watching to the pod, all we ask is that you go ahead and hit that like button you comment down below if you've got any questions or you're enjoying it. And depending on the platform you're listening or watching on, you hit that follow or subscribe button and turn those bell notifications on. And hey, feel free to share it with your other law firm owner peers. Doesn't hurt, but we appreciate you guys. I don't know about you, Rich. I think we let them jump in and enjoy this.
1: Yeah, man, I think go ahead and enjoy it. We've taken our time to try to remaster this, give you good audio, good sound. Make sure, we, as Michael said, hand curated it for you to make sure it's value add. And so I can't wait for you to hear. And let us know whether you enjoyed this particular masterclass version.
2: Hello, everybody. So today we're talking about the seven steps to maximizing profit, the secrets you must know to avoid the cash crunch and put money in the bank today, right? So that's what we're attempting to do. I'm going to try to show you something that's happening real time in the thoughts and minds of the world that we live in. And again, this was originally designed as an interview with Blaine and myself. And so I had some points in here where I asked Blaine some questions. So I may very well go ahead and ask you folks some questions and you can answer them and Uh, They can be rhetorical, too. It's no big deal. But, you know, you want to go ahead and feedback through the chat feature. The chat can be found down on your control bar on Zoom, usually on the more section. I think the shortcut is Alt-H if you don't know where the chat button is, but you can go into the more section and go to the chat button. And then if if you have a question or you really want to ask something, you don't want to go in the chat and you want to raise your hand, you, you always have the opportunity in the particip- participant area, I believe you can go ahead and you can raise your hand uh, and I can take a look at it that way. So without further ado, let's keep going. So again, I'm Richard James, and today we're gonna work on how to get you some uh, cash in the bank today, that's my goal. And so let's uh, talk about, it again, uh, for those of you that, that are just joining us, uh, this was gonna be an interview, Blaine got called away on a family emergency. Uh, So rather than being interviewed, it's going to be just the expert. So some of the slides may have questions on them, as if Blaine was asking me a question. So I'm going to sit in two roles today. So if it feels a little awkward or clunky, just you know why, right? It's because if there's nobody asking these questions, I'm going to be asking them of myself. So Here we go. On today's call, I promise that you're going to discover a couple of things, three things to be. In fact, I'm going to show you the seven proven techniques for putting more cash in the bank today than you've ever thought possible a lot of attorneys I work with that I meet for the very first time struggle with being profitable, struggle with making cash in the bank. And I'm going to teach you the strategies today that I used when I built the law firm with my own two hands. And then we're going to seven of them to be exact. So we're going to go through seven, not strategies, but techniques. So I've kind of given you micro techniques that you can use. And then there's one thing that your competition doesn't do that if you do it, you can be a hero to your clients we're going to talk about, and that's the second promise I make. We're going to go into that and what that is today. And then three, I'm going to give you a step-by-step guide to avoid the dreaded cash flow crunch. Um, again, most of what I hear from new attorneys who come to our world for the first time is that they're struggling with income at some level. They want to make more. They don't have enough or they don't have any. And um, developing a system for that is vital. And so that's what we're covering today. And the open Q&A is going to be at the end. So at the end, we'll go through the step, t- step at a time. So let's keep moving forward. So who's going to benefit most from this webcast? Well, first of all, I've decided in 2018 that I'm going to put more of myself out there. So, you know, what I used to believe, it's a funny story. For years, I believed that the information that I had was really the gold. And I'd learned these secrets that I could share with you attorneys and you could you know, make the most out of them. And I still believe that to be true, but I don't believe it's enough anymore. I've now witnessed what it's like for attorneys to work in peer groups. And so I've made a decision and a commitment to put myself out there to really share the information and not look at it as you're gonna pay for the information. I'm really looking at, for, in our world, is when people become clients of ours, in addition to the information, they're really paying for a membership to be in a community which is something that's unique to law. And we found that to work. And so I've I've decided to put myself out there in 2018 and share more of my information with the attorney world at large. And we'll continue to drive more traffic to these webinars that I'll do every month. I'm going to try to do one every month for everybody. And I'm going to cover the really important topics and the things that you need to know about. But the people that will benefit from this the most, this specific one is there are really three types of attorneys that I come across, and that's whether you're in my client world right now, or you're a member of our programs or you're a guest here today you're in three couple of three camps: one, you might be struggling because you don't have a- enough time. You know you work way many too many hours a week, you can't get home in time for dinner, you can't take a weekend off regularly without feeling guilty because the work's getting behind. You certainly can't take a vacation without your cell phone and your laptop attached to your hip, and that may be you. And if it is, I understand. I've been there. But systems is the key to this, and this particular system is one of the first systems you need to know to be able to break free from that. The second thing that you need to that people the reason people come to us or that I find them in our world is because they're struggling with money either. They don't make enough money. They literally just don't make enough money. The average attorney in America makes $48,000 a year, according to the last statistics I read. And, you know, they went into debt, oftentimes, 200 dollars to get through law school. Um, the fact that I've got a, a 19-year-old son who's an entrepreneur by nature, and uh, he's likely going to make that much money from his dorm room this year, I'm not bragging on my kid, but he doesn't have any professional licenses or anything. I think it's really sad that somebody in in the legal seat, sitting with a law degree who can help people to the level you can help people really, in my opinion, are the heroes of your communities can't earn the type of living you need to earn so that you can have some freedom and some lifestyle for you and your family. Some folks, uh, attorneys that I meet, they're making enough money, but they're just not making the profit they need to make. Like most of their money comes in a salary. And so they just don't feel like they're making the kind of money they deserve or they're working really hard to build their business, but there's never a profit at the end. They just make a a, a high level salary And, and that's okay, I guess, but really business is to be profitable. And the reason we want to be profitable is because we want to help more people. I want to be profitable so I can pour some of my profits back in so I can attract more attorneys and I can help more of you. You want to be profitable so you can pour your profits back in or a percentage of them back in so that you can help more clients with the needs that you have. And then finally, the people that I find, the attorneys that I find that are attracted to us in the last camp is that they don't have a system in place to retire with. And so they want to sell their practice, or they want to succeed their practice to somebody, or maybe they want to have somebody else run their practice for them. But one, that they struggle with having the money to be able to do that because they can't see how they can afford another salary to bring in, or they don't have the systems in place to make their, their firm valuable enough or attractive to a buyer. And so they're struggling with that and so maximizing profit is a huge step in the direction of moving your firm from one level to the next those are the the three fundamental reasons why i found that attorneys find us and and those are the people who are going to really benefit most from this role let's put it this way if you get all of your business by referrals you're paid you know at above average fee uh, you have no issues with getting paid whatsoever for the fees that you charge, you make more profit than you can handle. You take as many vacations as you want. You're home in time for dinner and you have your weekends free and you have a plan for retirement, then this kind of isn't your God. And I'm glad you're here. Welcome. I'd love to meet you because I don't meet many who have that all together. I think somebody would argue that there's probably more that I need to have together in my own life because running a business is messy and it's always changing. So Hopefully that everybody here could benefit from this today. Okay, we like to get started uh, the same way at all times. If you can't see me, I don't see a lot of you with your video, so I see that you're on, but I don't see a lot that have uh, video, let me see. Yeah, really, everybody's dialed in, so not a lot of video, this is a live webcast. You can sign in via webcast, so you can see my screen. I do have uh, screen shares up and you can see me If you're on a video uh, or you have a computer screen, you should be able to see me. But so I can't see what's going to happen right now, but I'm going to ask you to go ahead and take an oath. There you go. Hey, go ahead. And we're going to take an oath. Right. Because I I believe that while I work with attorneys all the time and here's what I know about attorneys. They all believe that their practice area is special. They all believe that their practice area. What I'm going to teach now isn't relevant to them or maybe relevant to somebody else, but for whatever different reason, it's not relevant to them and I get it. I get all the reasons why their business is different or unique, but I just ask every time we do one of these presentations to momentarily suspend disbelief and and just for the next hour, bear with me and just take an oath that says, that you're going to kind of buy into what it is I'm telling you today, just for this period of time. And so we're going to take an oath. I I don't have to hear you do it, but you can see me do it if you're on. I'm going to raise my right hand. You can raise your right hand if you want to, and you can repeat after me. It sounds corny, but trust me, it's important. My business is not different from yours. It's so important that you get that My business, I have now, listen, if you know my story, you know, I've owned insurance companies. I've had funeral homes. I've had a foreign currency exchange company. I had a pet supply company. I've built a law firm from scratch. I've built this consulting firm from scratch and a myriad of other little businesses along the way that I've helped or personally built. And I can tell you that the fundamental thread that runs through those businesses is absolutely the same. And so the, the thing that I'm about to teach you today is the same for all the businesses that I've ever worked in. And, and it's true of all of the things that I teach. And so that's why I have us take this oath every time. So I hope that didn't feel too creepy. Trust me, there's no Kool-Aid. <laughs> going can be slipped through the computer screen for anybody. But that's the basis of what I want to make sure you understand. So why is it important that we're gonna learn this now? All right, that's good. So let's talk about that a little bit. So the reason that this is important now is because it's timely. The information I'm about to give you, it, the reason I chose this topic first is because of the time of year. So this is where I would ask, I guess, Blaine if he was on the call. And again, for those of you that are just joining, I know it's quarter after the hour. If you're just joining me, I noticed a few more people came in. This was supposed to be an interview. Blaine was going to interview me. Um, Blaine got called away on a family emergency. So for those of you that pray, prayers are welcome. Uh, his wife got taken to the emergency room and I got a text. I think that she's okay, but you know that what that's like to go to emergency room is going to take forever. So he's not going to be on this call. And, and I certainly pray that everything's going to be all right there. But uh, anyway, I'm going to ask you. So what do you think is on the minds? And you can type it in the chat. Again, if you don't know where the chat is over in the more section, you can go to the chat section. What do you think is on the minds of every American who earns an income right around this time of, time of year? Go ahead and type it in. What's on the mind? Yeah, taxes. Okay, we got it. Thanks, Michael. Yeah, you got it. Taxes is on everybody's mind, right? That's just, they're bummed. I mean, if you've watched any sports at all over the weekend and these crazy commercials from TurboTax, uh, we're not gonna go into that, but talk about outrageous marketing, right? They've got some really outrageous marketing. If you don't know I'm talking about it, it, I highly recommend you look it up for the entertainment value alone. uh, Go ahead and and YouTube uh, TurboTax is outrageous marketing for the for right now. But TurboTax, H and R Block, they're all like riddling the airways both on radio and TV and billboards and newspapers, and they're really just blanketing the airways with messages about tax. So tax is on everybody's mind. And in marketing, one of the things that we want to make sure that we're doing is we're having the conversation with our client or our prospect that's already going on in their head. And so this is the most important time of year for that. And so let me let me share with you why. So I uh, today we 're going to talk about what I call the accounts receivable machine, so we're going to really unpack what this means and what it looks like in a law firm because when I built the law firm in Phoenix, for me, the most profitable time of year I call it Christmas in a law firm is between January and April. Um, now, it was a bankruptcy and tax resolution law firm, so there's a little bit more you know weight on that because of the type of practice it was. But I've worked with you know, literally hundreds of different law, law firms directly and you know, dozens of different practice areas, and this truth is true regardless of the practice area. I guess you can make an argument that if you're a pure contingency firm, if all you do is PI, social security disability, or workers' comp, that this conversation may not be for you. And, and that's okay. Uh, I get it. I'm assuming maybe if you are a pure contingency firm, stick around. I think you can learn a few things here or there. But... This is really for the firm that if you either bill flat or you bill hourly and you have clients who owe you money in any way, shape, or form, or you secretly suspect that you're not charging the right fee. This is something that is really going to help you with this AR machine. The accounts receivable machine for me is designed, and this is a writer down This is what you want to know about the accounts receivable machine. It allows you to maximize the fees that you charge as well as maximizing the amount of people who are on plan versus off plan. So maximizing the fees that you charge, as well as maximizing the people who are on plan versus off plan, all right? So for those that just joined, I saw we got a couple of more come in, welcome. Again, this is designed originally as an interview process. Blaine isn't gonna be here, he had a family emergency. We are unpacking what we call the accounts receivable machine today, and we're gonna show you step-by-step kind of how to do what I'm going to tell you. To do. Now, The accounts receivable machine is a big, hairy, audacious beast, right? So there's a lot to it. I'm, I'm picking kind of a couple of key parts out of it today to get you some really quick results. And we're, we're going to tie these two thought processes together. This idea that taxes are already on everybody's mind and the accounts receivable machine is the system that we're going to focus on today. So for those of you who don't know me, you wonder why you should listen to me. Well, so if you're my kids, you probably won't. Listen to me, but the truth of the matter is that I've done this right. So I've built a law firm with my own two hands. The story goes that I was teaching lawyers how to do this, build systems. I had stumbled onto working with a guy that worked with lawyers. I fixed his business. He asked me if I could teach other lawyers how to do what I did for him. I said yes. Guy saw me speak. He happened to be a lawyer. I was in Vegas. He said, "Hey, you're in Phoenix, and I'm in Phoenix. How about you take your crazy ideas, and as long as you protect my license." We can go build a law firm together. He says, you can't own it, but if, you, if it works, you get to tell the world about it. And if it doesn't, well, you get to fail miserably in a public forum. And so I took a chance, and I was in the right place in myself financially and with my family. And we just said, yeah, let's, let's do it. So we shared a desk, kneecap to kneecap. And we literally, he was on one side of the desk, and I was on the other side of the desk. I mean, that's like literally how it was. We had a little executive office suite. We did $0 in sales the first day because we had no business. All we had is a couple of names from referrals that we can tack back into. And we had one yellow page ad and a Google listing that was kind of held over from his old partnership that he broke up with. And within two and a half years, we grew it to three and a half million in annual sales. And that was a great story. And But the most important part of that story, and this is really important, even for those of you that know me, you've heard me say this, but sometimes you don't catch it. The guy that was that I partnered with, and I, and I don't tell his name anymore because really he got so sick of, I do so many of these, he got so sick of being hammered by everybody. I just promised you know, about three years ago that I would stop giving out his name because quite frankly, he was just getting hammered. You, you'll just have to take my word for it that the story really exists. But anyway, he had a lifestyle that was unbecoming to what he wanted to achieve. He had a young uh, child at the time, never was home in time for dinner, worked every single Saturday, hadn't taken a vacation ever since he became a lawyer. Which was, I think, it was about five years at that point. But he was already successful, so his firm was already doing well financially. He was making more money than most people thought that you would make as a, you know, five-year attorney. I'm talking multiple six figures. And but the problem is he wasn't free. And so the question was, could we build this form so he could accomplish his income and still gain his freedom? And we did. You know, we grew it to that three and a half million. What's important to know is his income didn't necessarily skyrocket, right? In the, in the early stages, but his freedom did. Within you know a year, he took his first vacation for a month. He was never in on Saturdays unless you know, he and I swapped on and off. And he only worked nights if he, if he really felt like he needed to, but it was very rare. So that's the most important part about that. And so the reason why you should listen to me is that the, the other reason is I've worked with hundreds of attorneys that, to help them understand how to do this. And the ones who grab it and get it really make a difference. Jimmy Miller's been a client of mine for a long time. This is what Jamie says about this particular system. I mean, Jamie's really swallowed all of the systems that I've ever dished out and he's really made a difference in his practice. I mean, he's 400% larger than he was, I think when we started working together. Um, but, uh, and his first goal, by the way, was he wanted to take Saturdays off. That was all he wanted to achieve. And I don't know if he's on the call, if you are, hi Jamie. But, but anyway, this is what he said to me about this AR machine. He said, before we used to have stacks of client files who owed the firm money. So, you know, there's a bankruptcy attorney. So they took the, the case for, you know, a little bit of money down and then they owed them balance. And they literally lined the walls of this one office. But once he implemented the accounts receivable system that we laid out for you and Mark Demmer, who's on the call here, he, he helped Jamie with this. The files are gone and the money is in the bank and the staff feels confident. And I think this is the most important part. And that's why I underline it. The staff feels confident that when a client hires the firm, they're going to take them to the finish line. You know, regardless of the type of uh, law that you practice, if, if your client doesn't pay your bill, you're probably going to withdraw from the case at some point. You're not going to take them to the finish line. And and that's what was happening in Jamie's world. They were, they were they were doing a great job of marketing. We'd fix that problem in the very beginning, but they were getting all these cases that weren't paying their bill. And then we put the AR system in place and, and that problem went away. So that that's what this is all about for me is really having you keep as much money as you can flowing into the firm because that creates more profits and, and ultimately allows you to help more people. Yes, you get to make more money as an owner too. I don't, I don't have a problem with that. But really, it allows you to have a healthy business that can help more people. So let's keep going. So why am I giving this information away for free? I, there's a couple of reasons that I, sa- I said it earlier that I'm really committed this year that I want to not put such an onus on the information because I've now come to understand I've been saying the same thing. So that first presentation I gave, whatever, more than a decade or 12 years ago, when I helped that, that when I was in Florida giving my first presentation on what I called the, seven, the DNA of the seven-figure law firm. And I taught the same things then that I'm teaching right now. It's ironic and nothing has changed. I mean, I've got a little bit more gray, haven't gotten any more bald. I got my eyes fixed. I don't have glasses, but the information is the same. I mean, it literally is. I stood up on stage at boot camp, and I gave presentations and I watched my presentations so I always can try to get better. And I listen to them. I'm like, man, that's the same stuff I've been saying for more than a decade. I mean, and, and so I've been saying it longer than that, but to just specifically to attorneys for that long. And so it's not about the information. What it's about is it's about the peer group and the accountability and having the implementation meetings to be able to get together. But, so I've really made a commitment to, to doing more and giving more to the legal community. That's my goal this year. So I'm going to do one of these a year. If you weren't on before, I'm going to do one of these a month. Sorry, I'm going to do one of these uh, presentations a month and I'm going to try to create as much value as I can. There's two other reasons though. And the first one is not self-serving. So I, I like to think about an attorney's world, any business owner's world, but we're speaking to attorneys today. So I like to think about what I call the four futures. So if you imagine, if you're on the computer, you can see if you can't and you're just dialed in, if you imagine there's a box on the left and there's five boxes on the right, and we're going to connect these boxes in just a second. And so if you connect, start connecting these boxes, you can see on a timeline, we've kind of got now, one year and two years. And then... What happens is if you draw a line from the box on the left, we'll call that today, to the box on the right, which is your future, if you don't do anything or if you just kind of tread water, you're going to have the same or no change. And and that's the problem. You know, if you keep doing what you've always done, you're always going to get what you always got. That's what my grandfather said, right? So, you know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results, whatever cliche feels best for you. But the bottom line is that you're not going to get a change if you don't you Don't do something, and, and quite frankly, if you do nothing, you know, I believe a business moves forward or moves backwards, but it can't stand still. So, just inertia is going to take you in the wrong direction uh, if you do nothing. And so, the goal is to figure out, well, what four futures could we possibly have? And so, really, here's how I look at it. And, and this is an epiphany that I got at boot camp, and, and I got it, I believe, I got it from God. We won't get into that today, but know that I, I truly believe that this was delivered to me by the man himself, and so. This idea that a, a law firm is either in one of four stages. And so they're either in chaos, they're in growth, they're healthy, or they're free. And so kind of below the line is growth and chaos. I know growth sounds like a positive word, but you'll hear me lay it out just for a little bit. You can be in growth and still be, feel like you're not, you know, your firm could be growing, but it doesn't mean that you're happy and have a good life. And then healthy and freedom are above the line. And, and you're really, freedom is the ultimate goal. And I'm really, 2018, I'm really going to pour myself into identifying, helping law firms identify which stage they're in, and more importantly, helping them get from one one stage to the next. That's not the point of this conversation. But I want you to know that this is the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing. Now, let's just identify these real quick. Chaos is means, oftentimes I find that lawyers are in debt. Uh, They work seven days a week, not five days a week, and they've got no time, no money, and no plan. That's typically where I find chaos is. This is that lawyer who's not making a lot of money or, or the money they're making is just circling and drain because there's debt and they haven't really figured out a system on how to manage it all. Growth. Okay, so we're growing in the right direction. So we're, we're our firm is growing. The top side number is growing, but there's no bottom side number. I like to say top side numbers for vanity, bottom side numbers for sanity. And so the top side numbers growing, but the bottom side isn't. And you're your living month to month. Like you literally have no profit and you're scared about payroll and you're, you're not sure how you're going to make it. And you work six days a week and nights and there's no profit from the business. It's just you take a salary from the business, right? So you're in the growth phase. You look at your top side numbers and get excited that you grew this year over last, but you're not keeping any of it. You're not in, you don't really have a business. You still have a job that happens to look like a business but it's not. And then healthy is where your staff runs the business. You work five days a week and you're profitable. So you still have to show up every day. Uh, The business still kind of requires, you know, you to be there and you are profitable, but everybody else runs the business. And I, I like to say systems run your business and people run your staff. Sorry, systems run your business and people run your systems. And so this is where your staff is running the business through systems. And then freedom is, and you know, you've got a half a million plus in the bank. And I mean cash, right? I don't mean, oh, my house is worth that because the market has gone up. And you work three days a week because you realize you can't completely walk away from the business. You own it. You have to have be plugged in at some level, but you're not doing any of the legal work. You're only doing the things you want to do. I and mean, if legal work is what you want to do, maybe you're doing it. But you've got what I call passive income that's income that you make, whether you roll over or roll out of bed, right? You, you can go away for uh, a week or a month and come back and your business will actually grow without you. Um, uh, so uh, let's do a little uh, uh, test here. So you're in the chat. So tell me, just, just give me a heck. Yeah. If, if you all want to be in the freedom stage, heck you in the chat, go ahead, type it in. Heck yeah. If you want to be in the freedom stage. Anybody, nobody? Yeah, okay, there we go. All right, so we wanna be in the freedom stage. So what's important, we're not gonna be able to unpack this in this system today because we've only got an hour, but we'll do more of this in February for those of you that are coming to February. But um, here's what I want you to know that you very well could be in more than one stage at a time. So you could be in the healthy stage and then fall back to the growth stage for a little bit for different reasons. You could have key team members leave. I I had uh, my business manager be recruited by a billion-dollar company, as well as my lead tech person that happened to be father and son, and they both got recruited by the same billion-dollar company this year. I a feather in my cap because I had my my top guys recruited by a much bigger company than us, and that was cool, but that doesn't mean that it made my life any easier. So, so that can happen. You know, macroeconomics can be involved. Sometimes you can be in chaos and growth at the same time, but ultimately, you want to be able to learn how to get to freedom and taste freedom. And and so while I've been spending the last six months in the healthy stage, but I've been doing the business has required my attention, know that I've got a plan and, and I'm in the hiring stage right now to move me back into complete freedom again, which is where I was, you know, eight or nine months ago. So that's part of business. Being a business is busy. It's tough. Running a law firm is even harder. And that's why we're here. All right. That's the first reason. So that's the non-selfish reason. The selfish reason is if you've, uh, oh, by the way, sorry, the goal is to go from chaos to free, right? That's the goal. And the other thing I want to mention is that while this is like a three-year cycle oftentimes to get to freedom, you know, I have got this now one year, two years, three years, there is what I call a phenomenon where you can go from where you are today and in like less than a year that you can get to freedom. Now, I'll warn you, that takes an awful lot of work and that we're not going to get into today. And it takes an enormous mindset change that attorneys I find have to go through. So while I want to inspire you, it's possible. And I have seen it happen. Howard Snyder is probably the best example. I don't know if he's on the call today, but you know, he literally went in 60 weeks from where he was to completely free at times. And so I've seen it happen and I've seen it happen more than once. Howard is probably the most recent story. I would say that Todd Farmer and Sam Wright also experienced that they were the winners of the EAY challenge this year and we had the Mike Chastain who still practices law was a finalist and Buck Mallory who still practices law and he was a finalist so I'd say Todd Farmer and Sam Wright as well as Howard are the two that got there in that you know that 12-month period of time so it's possible but, I, but I'm not making that promise to anybody you really have to and you got to let it all on the line to, to be able to do that so uh, the the selfish region that I'm telling you today. If you if you're not in our world, that I just want to invite you that if you want to know more about this, you want to know more about us. We, we we try to put the wood in the fireplace before we ask for heat. But go ahead and you can you can schedule some time with us. This is what the, the site looks like. Uh, the The website is therichardjames.com forward slash ppgp. That's Peter Peter George Peter, and and it really stands for personalized practice growth plan. And that's where we're going to invest some time with you. We schedule 20 minute appointments to kind of unpack where you're at, and and oftentimes we'll take a little bit longer than that if you've got some time, and and we'll share with you maybe how you can figure out where you're at and how you can move from one stage to the next. Okay, that's the last of the crash commercials. So here's my first promise that I was going to give you seven techniques. Let's get into the meat of it, all right? Seven techniques. So here's, we're going to talk about the AR machine, the seven techniques. The first of the seven techniques, and I'm running on time, and we've got about the right number of people, so I don't have to do any more commercials for anybody who's new on the call. So, uh, inspect by report. Now, if, if you've been around me long at all, you know that I believe in three parts of any system. The first is harvest every single piece of information about every single thing, every single time. The second is inspect by report. And the third is automation. That's how you build a system. If you've never heard that before, it's a writer downer. That is harvest every single piece of information every single time. Second is inspect by report. And the third is automation. Oh, cool. We've got a whiteboard up there. Neat, don't know how that happened, but we're just gonna run with it. So we've got this concept of inspect by report. So what does that mean in the first technique? Well, the first technique really means that I want, you need to know in your AR machine who owes you money. So the first step, when I've got lawyers who come to me, they go, I'm, I'm not making enough profit. Okay, the first thing I do, Is I start diagnosing where they're at. And so I start asking questions like, okay, how many clients files do you have? How many of those clients have an open balance? Of those clients that have an open balance, how many of them are what I call on plan versus off plan? So they've agreed to hire your firm, they've agreed to the fee structure, they've maybe agreed to a payment plan or not, but they're on plan with you, that you consider them, they've made their payments as you expected them to make their payments. And what I find is most attorneys can't answer these questions. So before we can put this system into place, you need to know that if you don't know the answers to those questions, I'm not beating on you. I'm just telling you, you got to know them. So so the easiest way, and we're not going to get caught up into fancy software today. So Listen, the easiest way to do this is you've all got client files, you've all got all of Matter files that tell you kind of where you are with your client and what the case value was and, and whether they've got payment plans or not. So that information is somewhere, likely in a file. You can just have your son, your daughter, an intern, your wife, your husband, uh, your secretary, somebody in, in the extra hours of the day. Just go through the files and start compiling a list and just put it on a Google sheet. So a Google sheet, not an Excel sheet, go to Google. And the reason I want you to use Google is because multiple people can share it. And so you just have to make sure you know who owes you money and how much they owe you and are they on plan or are they not on plan. That, that's so important. So does anybody have any questions? I'm going to, if you have questions, you can go ahead and, and put them into the chat. If not, I'm just going to keep rolling. So I'll keep my eye on it. But really, we and, and again, I'm at the end, I will open up for just general Q&A. So you can ask, you can write questions down too if you don't want to break the flow. So that's technique number one, inspect by report. If you don't have that, you have to have it. So let's assume that you, can ha- you either have it or you're going to get it, all right? Now, this is my second promise that I made to you. This is the, I told you I was going to teach you one thing that your competitors aren't doing. And this is called create a simple offer. So here's what I want you to do. And this is a super simple system that I'm going to tell you. So you're going to want to write down. All right. So we talked earlier, if you weren't on the call, when I asked this question earlier, I said, what is the one thing that is on the mind of every single person in America who earns an income right now? And the answer was tax. All right. That was the answer everybody came back to. So yes, yeah, taxes. You're, the big boys are already doing your job for you. And so here's what I did in the law firm that I built. So in this time of year, this January till April, I created a simple offer, all right? And all the offer was is I went out, I put an ad in the paper to find a bookkeeper, all right? And I found a bookkeeper, and you'd think that it would be hard to find a bookkeeper this time of year, and I gotta tell you, it wasn't, I found one. And I found a bookkeeper who was looking for what I call wholesale work. So if you know anything about the tax world, to go get your taxes filed at H&R Block or whatever is typically around 250 to 400, you know, for a simple filing, right? And TurboTax is putting on the whole it's free, right? So there's already this thought that's going on in their mind that it's possible that it's free, but many people don't want to do it on their own. It's free if you do it on your own, but it's not free if you hire somebody to do it. So there's already a price point kind of put out there for people to have their taxes done. However, when you hire a bookkeeper that does it as a wholesale work because you're going to give them work in bulk, you're going to find that they're going to charge you 50 to $75 to do an easy return. And most people just need uh, an easy return. So what you need to know is you need to find yourself a wholesale bookkeeper that'll do it for somewhere between 50 and $75. And they work with the client. They harvest all the documents. They do the filing. And you get it done. Now, he, here's why this is important. Because now you're not going to pay too, You're going to give somebody what's considered money at a discount, right? You're not going to charge them anything for this. Your offer is going to be that you'll do their taxes for free, you know, for the 2017 tax filing year, okay? And so th- I, I just want to make, it's just a simple offer. The basis of the offer is we are going to do your taxes for free. So that's kind of the headline. Not, here's how you get your taxes done for free if you do it yourself, no. We're gonna do the work for you and we're gonna do your taxes for free. And as a firm, it's gonna cost you 50 or $75 to do that. Now, that might sound like a cost to you, but remember, we're going back to the original data and we're looking at all the people who owe you money and who aren't on plan, and I suspect most firms, from my experience, most of the people who owe them money aren't on plan. So we're using this tax, free tax solution to get people to get back on plan. So that's the first step. And so let me just say, we're creating an offer. The offer is we're going to do your taxes for free. And we are going to communicate with first and foremost, all of the clients that you have who either owe you large sums of money and are in small plans or are on a plan with you but are not actually on plan. They're what we consider off plan. They're not making their payments on time. They're missing their retainer refreshment or or they're missing their payments, whatever it looks like in your world. We're going to identify who they are and we're going to create an offer that offers to do their taxes for free. Now in return, they are going to do a multitude of things. Either they are going to get on plan with you. They are going to pledge their tax return to you. Possibly they are gonna pay you off in full right now in, and with a credit card, knowing that you're gonna get their taxes filed and you're going to pay, they're gonna pay their credit card off with the returns. I couldn't do that in the bankruptcy firm because we couldn't take credit cards we can only take debit cards. So for us, it was oftentimes used as getting them back on plan and making a pledge of their tax return to pay us in full. And that's how we did it. So I would, the agreement was, we'll do your taxes for free. If you agree to come get on plan with us, so get on plan first, not, we'll do your taxes then you get on plan. No no, you come up to being on plan, whatever that looks like. If you were paying $200 every 2 weeks and you're 2 months behind, we need you to get the 600 bucks and get on plan or I'd work with people and say, "Okay, listen, you can't get the 600. Let's just start new. Let's make the first $200 payment today and 2 weeks from now we're going to make a $200 payment again and we're going to get back on plan." Or if the $200 was more aggressive and I needed to change it, we would change it. If it needed to be 150 or $100, I didn't care. What I cared was, was that they were gonna get on plan with me. The second thing that we were going to do was that we were gonna have them pledge their tax return. So we're not H&R Block and we can't have the money come to us that then we then give to them. So, which is incidentally a whole nother conversation about a law firm potentially owning a tax firm at some point, but we're not gonna go there. So just know that you can't get them to literally pledge the money and have it come to you in most circumstances, but what you can do is you can have them pledge it and say that they're going to bring the check into you, or you can schedule the payment plan to come out of their debit card on a certain date based on when you know they're going to get their money. All right, so that's the goal. The goal is to get them to pledge. So this is a simple offer. Now, your competitors aren't doing this. Solution is interesting, but did you inform your update, your malpractice insurance character, or the bookkeeper, and indemnify the firm? Yeah, so good question, Tamika. So, yes, you should always let your malpractice insurance provider know what you're doing, and we make sure we put it under the scope. Um, I'm not a lawyer, full disclosure, so you, should, you need to know that I let the lawyer handle that. But yeah, for sure. I mean, anytime you're in business and you're adding a new service area, you want to make sure your malpractice and your EO insurance is as well as your general liability insurance is made aware. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to do a simple offer, straightforward. Everybody get it. I'm assuming everybody gets it. I'm going to keep going ask if you need to. All right. The third technique is now we are going to take the offer and we're going to communicate via email. This is what I want to talk to you about techniques. So again, If you're not in my world and you don't have Infusionsoft or Aweber or Constant Contact or some system that's managing your emails and you're still using Outlook, I don't want you to get caught up in, oh, I don't have software to do this, okay? we're not building out a fancy campaign that's going to turn on and turn off. I'm, I'm literally saying we're just going to send an email offer out and maybe we'll send it out a couple of times throughout the year. And, and if somebody comes in and takes advantage of it, we may have to take them off the list, but I'm just talking about building even in your outlook account, just sending your emails, a batch of emails through your Outlook account to your existing clients. Most people don't have hundreds and thousands of clients that owe them money. There are some firms that do. And if you do, you probably already have a, a system to manage your emails and you, you don't need to use Outlook. If you're a smaller firm and you have a couple of dozen people who owe you money, we're, we're talking about putting money in your pocket right now. You can do this through Outlook, okay? But just the email is, you know, make sure you use a subject line that is attractive so, you know, hey, I want to share with you how I'll do your taxes for free or, you know, use their first name. Hey, Rich, if it's an email program, they can do this pretty easy. I'm going to do your taxes for free or more information about getting your taxes done from free from this law firm. You'll test different email subject lines. But my point is, I'm not as interested as, as the subject line and the copy. And I don't need you to get it, make it really complicated. It's literally just as simple as Dear John, I hope this message finds you doing well. This is Joe from the office of Joe Smith. I'm excited to serve you in your case. I know we've communicated in the past about your outstanding balance. I want to put that aside for a minute and just let you know I've created a program that I'm gonna be able to do your taxes for free. I thought it might be interesting to you. Let me know if you'd like to schedule a time to talk. And that's it. And if you don't want to talk about their open balance, don't, but just, Keep it simple and just have them email you back if they want to schedule a time to talk. It just doesn't have to be that complicated. I promise you, if you just do this alone, you'll start getting responses immediately. And that's really the most important part is starting to get responses, okay? That's step one. Uh, Step two is you got to do it through text messaging. Again, if you're not a firm that has a fancy piece of software that does this for you, and they're not expensive, but I don't want you to get into getting complicated go down to your local phone company that you have and add an extra phone line for a couple of bucks a month, get a cheap smartphone, they're super cheap these days, you can get an old iPhone or an old Android phone and have it be your office cell phone and have your sister, your mother, your brother, your cousin, your husband, your wife, your secretary, your somebody, Just start texting your clients that same message, although brief, more brief, right? We don't want to be a five message long text, but hey, we figured out how to do your taxes for free. Let me know if you're interested, Law Firm Of, Joe Smith from Law Firm Of. Just something simple. Again, we're going to communicate using what I call the five senses of communication. In this case, I'm talking about four of them today. But I just want you to keep it simple, just a simple text message and start saying, hey, here's the offer we've made. Are you interested in it? Okay. Fifth, you haven't guessed the next thing we're going to do is we're going to use direct mail. Again, I don't need you to go buy any fancy lists. We're talking about small lists of people, somebody that you know, friend, family, somebody in your firm can take a simple letter on your letterhead, right? It doesn't, it's not advertisement anymore. So you don't have to put advertising on it anymore because it's not solicitation. You're sending it to a client. And so you don't have to worry about all the rules and regulations around advertising. All you got to do is put in an envelope, put a stamp on it. The letter should be no different than the email. You should do all of these because not everybody, listen, only 26% on average of people open email rates. And oftentimes it's lower than that. If depending on your list or how old their emails are, text messages are great, but not all firms have cell phones for every one of your clients. You should, which is bringing me all the way back to harvesting, right? If you're not, harvesting the right information about your clients as you're going through, we've got a challenge. All right. So, but I don't want to, I don't want to digress, but direct mail, pretty much everybody's going to open it, especially if it's on the lawyer's envelope. They just typically are going to open that mail because you're their firm that they hired. You can get fancy if you want and send it in certified mail. You could send it in FedEx if you want I mean, if the balances are big enough, you, you certainly can do that. And that will increase open rate. But right now, All I care about is we start sending this message in direct mail. And then finally, the sixth technique, and this is the one where I think most people miss it. Honest to God, I think this is where law firms miss it more often than not for me. And this is follow up with a phone call. And so you've sent the email, you've sent the text message, you sent the direct mail piece. The person on the phone, somebody in your world, not you, Please, not you, the lawyer, I'm begging you, don't do it. It's just not a good idea for you to be in a collection situation. If you, I mean, it's not a good idea for, you know, yes, there are times when lawyers can collect better than anybody else because of all the right reasons. It's just not the thing I want you doing. It's not something you have to do. Somebody else can make this phone call and leave voice messages, you know, have a little scripted voice message that's basically the same script that we used in the email and the direct mail, and just says, you know, hey, this is Jim calling from the office of Joe Jones. Mr. Jones found a way to get your taxes done for free. I want you to know we're offering it as a service to you as a client of ours. Give me a call back if you're interested, 555-1212. That's it. And you probably would have, you know, you probably saw a text message from us. You probably saw an email from us. I'll try you back. There's a limited window on this. There's only so many we can do, whatever. And so put a little limited supply on there if you'd like to. But I'm not actually asking you to get sexy. I'm not asking you to get copy, you know, writer talented on this. I'm just asking you to, to just do these things. And I'm, I'm asking you not to do them, asking somebody else to do them. And then what I'm asking you to do is I'm asking you to build a system for this. Right. So what I want you to do is I want you to build a system for this. So what I want you to do is I want you to build a system for this. Just because we did it now, doesn't mean we're done. First of all, this is a campaign that yes, is relevant for taxes, but if you're, we we created an offer, we just happen to create an offer that's going on in their mind. Well, you know, you could certainly create an offer that's going on in their mind. Um, and you can have it be about summer vacation, you can have it be about going back to school, you can have it be about the holidays, Uh, you know, you could do some other sort of offer, and you can discount their open balance, you can do other things, you don't just have to do free taxes. Um, I'm just happy to use that right now, because it's relevant, and this is the time where people happen to be flush with cash. You know, I was just, I was talking to a friend of mine who's moonlighting as a, he's a controller at a big company, but he's moonlighting at an H&R block. And he's doing it because he wants to find out how they operate because he's thinking about opening up his own little side tax practice. And so he's working for 12 bucks an hour and giving his labor to this company that he figured out, which is a great lesson in and of itself. But what I want to mention is that, you know, he was telling me about all the people that are getting three and $6,000 dollars tax credit returns. So they didn't make enough money. They made 20 or less than $20,000 a year. And so their taxes are, you know, whatever that tax line is exempt, but they have two or three kids and they get tax credits and they're literally getting a refundable tax credit from the government. And oftentimes these are folks that you find in your world. And so they are going to be flush with money now more than ever. So I promise you, this is the time we want to pay attention to this but I want you to build a system because one, I want you to be able to repeat this next year. But two, I want you to repeat it at different times in the year so that you, you never struggle with this. I also want to build the system for the next reason. So I want to create what I call a poignant solution. So I, I thought this was funny. I'm saying a permanent solution. but so this, this is the Rocky clip, right? So when Mickey was telling Rocky he couldn't fight anymore and Rocky wanted to, it was Rocky too. Rocky wanted to come back and he wanted to fight Apollo Creed again. And Mickey was telling him that he couldn't do it. And, you know, Rocky was saying that he could. And Mickey kind of proved it to him. And he said, you know, what's going to happen to you? And he says, he's going to hurt you. And he's going to hurt you. That's great. I love it. I love it. It worked today. It worked at the practice round. Okay. So Mickey says he's going to hurt you minute, right? Uh, so here we go. Mickey is going to help you minute. And there you go. It's going to tell me that the program is slow to respond. So not only are we having a problem with it playing, but it's telling me it's, it's having a problem with the program responding. So here's what we wanna do, right? So we're gonna open up and we're gonna do what we call the permanent solution. So what is the permanent solution? When you're on, a, when you're on the phone and when you've got a phone, we're, we wanna do a reactive scenario rather than, or I mean a proactive scenario rather than a reactive scenario. What we find most law firms do is they are in a reactive mode okay so the six techniques so follow up with a phone call so here it is Uh, i took that video out so what we want to do is we want to do a proactive rather than a reactive solution okay this is the permanent solution so let me ask you a question Uh, on a scale from one to ten and you guys can type this in there how important one being not very important ten being like the most important thing that is in your business how important is cash flow to your business? Type it in. One is not important, 10 is the most important thing you've got. Yeah, okay. On a scale from one to 10, one being not very good at it, 10 being very good at it, second question, how good are your clients at managing their cash flow? It's on
0: four.
2: Yeah, five, seven, six, three, five. Yeah, right not very good right and so what we find is my question is this why do we let clients who are not real good at managing their cash flow manage the cash flow of the law firm this is the thing that always confused what confused me is if cash flow is like so important what happens in most law firms is a, a client comes in and the lawyer tells them what they're going to do. And they diagnose the situation and the, the client says, yeah, I want to hire you. And then they quote the fee. And then the client hymns and haws and doesn't know how they're going to pay for it. And, and maybe the lawyer has a payment plan they can put them on and they tell them they can pay you know, X amount of, amount of dollars over time, depending on the case type and the length of the case and all sorts of things. And then what happens is the client leaves and the firm doesn't put the client on a a specific plan and they kind of let them pay what they can when they can based on the necessity or the pressure of what's going on in the law firm or their case and so it never works because now the client is who's not good at managing their money never stays on plan the way you want them to or at least a high percentage of them don't and then you the law firm are end up with a cash flow situation where you've got the employees you need to work the case but now the revenue's not coming in to manage the case and what happens is you get inverted on your profit and loss statement and you're not making profit the right way. This is why this happens, okay? It happens more times, it's either that or you're not charging enough for your fees, which is a whole nother argument that we can talk about. But what really happens more often than not, if you take payments, there's no plan for it. So the second step, and this is the promise I made you, I'd give you a step-by-step kind of how to make this permanent. The second step is that you have to make sure that you schedule a payment plan. So here's the rule. You have to have a rule of engagement for your firm that says, if you're going to accept payment plans in your firm, that anybody can go on a payment plan with your firm. So any client can go on a payment plan, but no client can go on a payment plan without a specific in writing committed plan with a form of payment. So If you're the one who's in the consult room, if you're the lawyers in the consult room, and I get a lot of you are, and you're meeting with your clients, and they want to go on a payment plan with you, they can do it, but they can only do it if you get a firm in writing how they're going to pay you, like what method—credit card, debit card, cash, check—and I prefer debit card or credit card if I can, 100% of the time. And when are they going to pay you, and how much are they going to pay you? And that's in writing in the client service agreement, your fee agreement, whatever you call it. Okay. That's step one or step two on this. You have to first identify how important this is to you. If cash flow is not important to you, then we'll just skip this, I guess. Here's the second thing I want to do. Now I want you to have somebody in your office, not you. Again, not you. Somebody. Again, if you don't have any employees, have your have a family member do it for you. And just start taking a filing cabinet file folder, one of those accordion things. I don't care. And just put files in there and have it be from one to 31. It should say 31, not 30. There's 31 days in a month. I don't know why I put 30. That's my fault. Nobody else's. It should say one to 31 because there's 31 days in the month, right? And all that is a place for you to put when that payment is due. So when J- if John says he's going to pay you on every Friday, well, you know based on the calendar what days of the month these Fridays fall and so let's say the first Friday is the seventh for lack of a better number you're going to put the John's payment plan in the seventh and whoever is managing this is going to go into the, on the seventh and open it up and go okay John's gonna pay us today on credit card I'm gonna run the credit card or the debit card John's check is supposed to be here is it here John was supposed to uh, drop off cash did he drop it off no okay so now we know what happened on the seventh and, and if John paid Well, John's paying every Friday, so that means on the 14th, now we're going to move it over to the 14th. It's super simple. Again, folks, I'm not talking about software. If you've got software, great. I love software. But if you don't have it, I'm just not trying to make software a barrier, okay? So just make sure we're having a system that is working by date, all right? And then what's going to happen is we're going to proactively, not reactively call. So what happens in law firms is we know that law firms, the number one complaint to bar associations about law firms is the lack of communication. We know it. We know law firms are not great communicators for lots of reasons. Not because you don't want to be. It's it's because sometimes because clients are a pain in the rear end. It's sometimes because there's just nothing going on in their case and there's nothing to communicate about. It's sometimes because Nobody in the law firm is, everybody's so inundated with returning the calls of the people who are taking care of them. There's no time to call anybody on purpose. There's so many reasons for this that I get it, but none of it matters because all that matters is that the clients think that you're lousy communicators. They, They voted on it with their complaints to the bar association. They voted on it by not giving you great Google reviews. And so when you turn into a proactive communicator, what happens is you end up Changing your view in the client's eye, even though you're proactively communicating about their payment plan. But here's the thing we're not going to proactively communicate about the payment plan, we're going to proactively communicate about the relationship. So, somebody, again, not you, needs to be on the phone making these calls, communicating with people who are on plan with you. Now, here's my rule of engagement this is important. If you or have people on a payment plan and they're paying you via debit card or credit card, you don't call them until after the payment has been made. So you use the date of their payment, regardless of how they're paying you, as the date of the marker for your call. If they're paying you via credit card or debit card and you have it set up automatically or you manually run it, you don't call them until after that payment has either been made or it failed. Here's the reason. If you call them in advance, they're liable to ask you not to run the payment because they're not very good at managing their money and they get, you gave them the opportunity to stop. And if they ask you that question, odds are pretty good you're not gonna not do it. Some firms will, but many firms will acquiesce. And So I don't want you calling them until after the card is run. If they're paying in cash or, or check, you know by the date of the payment that either the payment came in or it didn't. So we're calling them. If the payment came in on that date, Uh, let's assume the payment did come in we're calling them we're not calling them about their payment even though that's the trigger for the call we're calling them about their family, about their relationship, about what's going on in their life, you know, the person making these calls has to know at least why they're hiring your firm, what's going on, they should know how many kids they have, if they're married, are they working, are they not working, were they injured, what's going on in their life, so they can form a real relationship-like communication with them. See, this is not about being a collection agency, this is about bu- building a relationship with your client if you do that you're going to have your clients love you more because you're communicating with them and then at the end of that conversation whatever reason you call them about their birthday their anniversary their kids their whatever the weekend now you can then bring up hey by the way want to let you know the payment went through and congratulations you're one step further closer to being paid in full or you know hey unfortunately i didn't see the payment come through tell me what do we need to do? How do I need to come alongside you to keep you on plan? They're going to tell you what's going on. "Ah, I'm coming down later today. Oh, I'm sorry. I put it in the mail yesterday. Yeah. You know, I got my credit card got stolen. My debit card got stolen. I needed a new one. There's all sorts of reasons, but now proactively we know. Here's the other thing. If we start this from the very first phone call, from the very moment they hire your firm, As soon as they hire your firm, the first call they should get is from the person who's going to keep them on plan versus off plan, and they should build a relationship with them. If they start this in the beginning, and they know that Sally's going to call them, and Sally's sweet, and Sally's kind, and Sally cares, they're more apt to take Sally's call, even though they know they owe you money. And so that's what we want. We want them to take Sally's call. So how do we get them to take Sally's call? We make sure that Sally starts proactively calling rather than reactively calling. All right. Anybody have questions about this? Okay? The seventh technique, final technique, let's take the offer and add it to your existing marketing. So once you get used to this and you know what to do, now you can use it as lead generation. So if you use TV, and many of you don't, but some of you do, if you use TV, when you're in the commercial, depending on whether you shot a new commercial or you're being interviewed on a segment like I like to do, even if you're talking about a book, you can now float this in. You could pretty easily on any commercial you already have do a voiceover and add a little chop off a section and add in a section of, hey, call us now to find out how to get a, um, a, your taxes done for free. We're gonna do free tax return. Um, you could make an entire commercial about it. Now, if we're not gonna use TV as the media, maybe we're using pay-per-click as the media. Why couldn't we have pay-per-click and a landing page and a video where you're talking about the fact that you'll do their tax returns for free? Listen, if you're willing to do tax returns for free for somebody who owes you 700, 800, 2000, $5,000, whatever it is, and would, would you not do tax returns for free if somebody came in and hired you as a new client? If I said to you, hey, listen, somebody's gonna hire you to be a new client, an average client value of twenty five hundred dollars, I don't know what yours is. Let's just say it's twenty five hundred, would you not pay fifty or seventy-five dollars to acquire that client? Yeah, of course you would. So fifty to seventy-five dollars is is a small amount of money to acquire the client. So why wouldn't you use that in your marketing? So whether you have a newspaper ad or you use direct mail or you use TV, radio, or internet marketing, you can certainly Use this story that you've got about taxes and you can develop this stuff. And by the way, when you develop it for this year and you can use it next year. Now, I don't want you to put the cart in front of the horse because this is the reason I told you this last because the danger is the risk is that you end up trying to do this first. I need you to make sure you put the system in place first and understand what your offer is and start to test it on your clients because you're gonna find the holes, you're gonna find the better language and they're gonna be more understanding and they're gonna give you more wide berth than our prospects. So I want you to make sure you do this with them first so you can develop the system and then go and add it to your existing marketing. And then once you do it for your tax return model that we just laid out today, as I said, why couldn't you learn that, oh wow, events like freemiums that I give away tend to work better in my marketing than just regular boring advertising looking for people who are needing my services. And that's the truth, right? When you advertise, when most law firms advertise, think about how they advertise. They advertise, hey, if you're in an accident, if you are in financial difficulty, if you've been arrested of a DUI, if you're facing a divorce scenario, if you're trying to keep your kids, if you're had somebody die in your family and you're worried about your estate, if you're trying to get your green card, whatever. If you want to see if you're qualified for any of these things, typically your advertisement is call us for a free consultation. I'm not going to argue whether that's right or wrong. What I'm saying is, first of all, you're not different than anybody else that's doing it. All of the other lawyers in your town are doing the same thing. And secondly, all you're looking for is buyers. So you're hoping to put your ad out there so you run into the buyer who's looking for you on Google or whatever, driving down the road at seeing a billboard. But we need the trick to the game is to look for more than buyers in marketing see in marketing there is what we call skimmers and divers divers are people who are ready right now they are experiencing so much pain that they need to make a decision today well that's what most lawyer advertising is going after but what we want is we want the skimmers people who are not necessarily ready to commit to a law firm today but they would be interested in a free book a free report Or they'd be interested in learning how to get their taxes done, or they'd be interested in some other offer that you've got some other time throughout the course of the year. It's an old technique that Estee Lauder used to do just called gift with purchase. It was really founded back in the early 1900s. Gift with purchase. That's the psychology here. The Cialdini, the guy who wrote the book Influence Calls it you know the law of reciprocity. We give them something for free, they 'll give us something in return. So existing marketing, we want to add this to our existing marketing. That is the seventh technique. So I've covered all things I promised I'd cover. I, ga- I gave you the thing that your competitor is not doing. gave you a step- by- step system how to manage your phones. Uh, I gave you the seven techniques. what's the fastest way for you to see a result in your bank account? Blaine would have asked me Just do it. Just just trust me. Just, I know that you're busy. I know that if you're in chaos right now, if you identified yourself as being in chaos because you're, you're in debt, you're working seven days a week, there's not enough time, or you're in growth, here's what you need to know. Your only path out of that, your only path out of that is figuring out the right thing to do from five to nine. You see, you're going to make your living from nine to five. That's the reality. That's how businesses operate. You make your living from nine to five, but you make your fortune from five to nine. Or in this case, you obtain your freedom from five to nine. You have to carve out some time in your day to work on this stuff. It's the only way it's going to happen. No little elf is going to come and do it for you. There is no firm I've ever met there's no company I've ever met that will walk into a law firm and just do this for you. Trust me, I've looked, okay? They don't exist. If they did exist, I would highly recommend that you hire them. There there's companies that will do marketing for you and there's companies that will help you even maybe with some management, but there's no company that will help you build these systems. This has to come from you, the entrepreneurial minded attorney. And so you're going to have to find time to do this. And so the fastest way to do it is It's just to get bank money in your bank is to do it now. Now, if you're new to our world and you're not a client, you're not a member, you're not on this phone and you don't really know what we're all about and, and you want to do it, you can go ahead and you can, I talked to you about this earlier, schedule a free consultation with us.